Good news. My new book is finally here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth, and you can order it now wherever books are sold. I wrote this book after the five-year span between 2016 and 2020 when I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked literally every area of my life, my health, relationships, money, career, social status, and even my very sense of self. And along the way, I really got to experience firsthand how dysfunctional our culture's relationship is to loss. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success and shackled with isolation and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and our evolution, not only as individuals, but also as a collective. So this book expands the conversation around loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we definitely cover those two, in order to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. So whether you're experiencing hardship now or know you have past hurts that are holding you back in certain ways and still need healing, this book is here to support you. It's also a great book to gift to clients, family members, friends, just other women in your world who are going through a challenging time. It will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. So within the loving pages of this book, you will have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. It was not a joy to live this journey, but it really was a joy to write it. And you can find it again wherever books are sold and the audio version of the book is available as well. If you would like some gifts to accompany you on your heartbreak journey, you can get those at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. Those are free. Whenever you order books, you can just send in your invoice or your receipt and we'll send you those accompanying gifts. Enjoy. Welcome to Herself, an internal family systems and women's spirituality podcast, and a space for you to come home to your innate wholeness and wisdom. You're in the right place if you're devoted to showing up for not only your outer, but also your inner life with courage and compassion. And if you feel inspired to do that in the good company of other women who are also committed to cultivating greater and greater levels of inner peace and outer fulfillment. I'm your host, Sarah Avon Stover, the author of three books, a certified internal family systems practitioner, and a pioneering teacher of women's spirituality for the past 24 years and counting. Here, we explore all different facets of a woman's spiritual and healing journey both the pretty and the not so pretty parts. And we do this through wisdom talks, practical guidance for navigating the ups and downs of our paths with more grace and gusto, and conversations with other inspiring wayfinders. Above all, if you're here, you know that your continued deepening also serves the healing of our world. I'm happy you're here. Let's dive in. Friends, one of the most common challenges that I encounter when working with women, and I've encountered this over 
years, over the past couple of decades, and a lot of different variations. And it might look different for different people, but it is the challenge of our inner critics. And this could look for you like perfectionism, where you feel like there's no room to make a mistake. Maybe it beats you up after something, after you said something or did something that it didn't feel like was the right thing to do. It could instigate a wave of shame or wake you up in the middle of the night, having you review how things went, how you should have done or said things differently. Or maybe it's a voice inside that tells you either loudly or more subtly that you're a bad or a horrible person. And it says this on repeat and to the point where you believe it and it kind of beats down your spirit and beats down any sense that you are intrinsically good. It could chime in after an addictive cycle or doing some sort of behavior that you don't want to be doing. Like if you drink more than you want to or smoke or eat edibles or overwork or over shop or scroll or you're online or working too much something that's beyond the level that you want to be doing. And it might come in and criticize you for that and maybe tell you what a horrible person you are or tell you that that you're weak. It might drive you to keep working harder and harder, even if you're already exhausted and burned out and spread really thin and it won't let you rest and take a break or do the things that you know are restorative for you. Your inner critic could hold you back from speaking up in a conflict or in a group or an important situation in your life. It could hold you back from taking risk or moving in the direction of your dreams. Maybe it's afraid that you'll make a mistake, that you'll you'll fail, or afraid of what other people will think of you. And you could say that we have four main kinds of critics. Uh, I go into these four kinds in depth in an on-demand program that I offer called Befriending Your Inner Critic. That's on my website. But I'll just speak to those briefly here. So we have the perfectionist, the taskmaster, the inner tormentor, and the inner controller. And you can probably see from the examples that I shared, just different ways that each of these four main kinds of critics could be impacting you. And because this is so ubiquitous, because pretty much every woman that I have worked with is struggling with her inner critic in some way, and I have as well in the past, I wanted to bring more awareness to this because we know that awareness is curative and life is all about relationship. We are in relationship with everything, including all the different aspects of ourselves, including our inner critics. So my intention here is to bring our inner critics from the background into the foreground And in doing this, whenever we bring something from the background to the foreground and we bring it into awareness, and awareness is like we bring space around it, 
space that, and space is inherently non-judgmental. Even if there's judgment within the space, there's space is more neutral. So we're bringing the inner critic into the foreground, into this space, into more awareness so that we can explore different kinds of relationships that we might have with our inner critics. Because I would be willing to bet that you have a particular kind of relationship with your inner critic. So just like we have different kinds of inner critics, they, they interact within us in different ways. We also interact with them in different ways. And so that's what I really wanted to flesh out here today, because just like with our external relationships, we, we really cannot get clear on what kind of relationship we want to have moving forward with our inner critics until we just become aware of where, where we are. You know, we, we can't get to somewhere new to a desired destination if we don't already know where we are right now. And like I said, just with our external relationships, we often have an idea of what kind of relationship we want to have with a person. And with that, there's the contrast of really acknowledging where we are currently in relationship with that particular person. So before I talk through this with you, I also wanted to be sure to let you know that if this is a topic that feels relevant for you, like it could be helpful for you, I invite you to join me at the end of May in something that I'm leading called the Inner Critic Cure. So this is a four-day online women's immersion where I will show you step-by-step how to relax these negative voices in your head so that you can, for real, transform your inner critics into your inner confidants. And yes, this is 100% possible. I am experiencing that myself in this very moment in time because I have worked through these exact steps that I'm going to share with you. So this is a, this can be a reality. And I'm going to map this out through four live daily classes, which will have replays as well. And throughout, we'll have this dynamic, supportive community of like-minded women just to encourage and reflect and just collaborate with you along the way. And best of all, the Inner Critic Cure is only $10. So I really wanted to make it a no-brainer because, again, this is so prevalent for all of us. So if you want to learn more and if you want to join us, you can go to programs-saraavonstover.com forward slash immersion. That's programs hyphen saraavonstover.com forward slash immersion. And I also put the link for you down in the show notes. So I'm really excited to lead this. And if it speaks to you, if you feel like this could be helpful for you, I would really love to see you there. And moving forward, like I said, I want to spend some time today really looking into these different kinds of relationships that we can have with our critics. And I'm going to be fleshing out five of the kind of core kinds of relationships that I've identified. And I invite you to see where you find yourself here, see which of these five 
resonates with you the most. So the first kind of relationship that you might find yourself in with your inner critic is that you think that the voice of the inner critic is you. So you could say that you're not even in relationship with this aspect of yourself or this part because you you think that it's you. And in internal family systems, we call this that you're blended with this part of you, which means that you're kind of merged with this part's thoughts, its feelings, its beliefs about yourself and the world and its perspectives. And so you might really believe that you're a horrible person. You, you could be completely fused and misunderstand this part's identity as your identity. And you lack space and differentiation. And that lack of space and differentiation from this part literally makes it impossible to have a conscious relationship with it because you are completely fused with it. So the second kind of relationship that you can have is that you completely accept whatever it says. And you could say this is a kind of an abusive relationship where this part has power over you. You just take it. You just listen to it. You believe it. You, again, you accept what it says. And I want to point out that you might not be locked into one of these kinds of relationships all the time. You know, life is dynamic and we could, we could be in different situations that might That might thrust us into different elements of these relationships at different times. So you can just listen and see which of these feel familiar to you. So number two is this part kind of has power over you in an abusive kind of a way. The third kind of relationship that you might notice is that you fight back with it. So you could say this is power over in the other direction where you're trying to silence your critic You are telling it to shut up. You are trying to override it with positive thinking. Uh, But again, it it is still kind of an abusive relationship with that, that sense of power over, but it's reversed in the other way. And I would say that this is a very common approach that I see in the personal development community, the spiritual community, and it's concerning to me. Because when we go to war with any aspect of ourself, we're, we're going to lose, but only 100% of the time. And we know this, if you have children or any sort of relationship that you're in, if you tell another person to shut up and you try to banish it or silence it, you're not going to have a good relationship with that person, right? So if we want to have healthy relationships, we need to have more reciprocity, more curiosity, more compassion. So the fourth kind of relationship is you are starting to have a conscious relationship with your inner critics. You might start getting curious about these parts. You might start to remember that saying that hurt people hurt people. And it's the same for our parts. Our parts are like little sacred beings. They're like little people. They're not one-dimensional. They're multi-dimensional. And so we might start to get curious. I wonder what happened to make this part become extreme in this way and for it to feel like it needs to criticize me and tell me what a horrible person I am, 
Wonder where that behavior comes from. So at this stage, you're willing to invest some time and energy in getting to the bottom of how this part came to be the way that it is, because I can guarantee you it has a very good reason for that. It is performing an important protective function in its eyes, and we want to understand what that's about. And the fifth kind of relationship is the one that I am encouraging us to all move towards. But first, we need to thoroughly move through that previous, that fourth phase of relationship. And the fifth one is that you're actually friends with this part. So you're in conscious relationship with it. Just like if you think about a healthy relationship that you have in your life where there's listening, there's sharing, there's being with each other, there's being for each other, there's curiosity and really understanding where another person's coming from. There's an investment of time and energy. And it's the same with our part. So at this stage, you're friends with your inner critics and they can become like your inner champions or your cheerleaders, your strategic advisors, helping you to experience more excellence in your life and to move towards your goals and your dreams in sustainable ways. And again, you might be listening to this and saying, well, that's impossible. I don't think that that could ever be true for me. And I want to, again, remind you what I said earlier, that this is 100% possible. I used to have a really strong inner critic. And that's not to say that I don't sometimes feel my inner critic come forward in a stronger way. I sometimes do, but that those are usually in more extreme or stressful situations. If like a criticism is coming towards me or a lot of intensity is coming towards me or, you know, I'm putting myself out there in a bigger way than before. I'm crossing a new threshold, but I have tools to work with it. I have tools to just be with that part of me and to get back on the same page. So it is possible to have like a really healthy and fulfilling relationship because just like in our intimate relationships, there's going to be times where there's some rupture, there's some discord, but then we just communicate and we spend time with each other and we come back to a baseline of goodness and connection. So I ask you to consider where do you find yourself in these things that I've shared? Is Are you number one, you think that that voice is you, you're fused with it. Number two, you just accept what it says, you just take it, where this part has power over you. Number three, you fight back with it, you try to get rid of it, you try to fix it, you try to silence it, so you are exerting power over it in the other direction. Number four, you're starting to have more of a conscious relationship, getting to know it, getting to know its history, why it is the way that it is. And number five, you're friends with it. And this part has transformed into a supportive ally. So if you want to move more towards number four and number five in these scenarios that I presented here, really understanding and befriending your inner critic, This is exactly what we're doing together in the Inner Critic Cure. Again, I'm mapping out the steps to help us all to get there in just a really accessible, clear way, because it's always easier and more fun to do this work together than by ourselves. So I invite you to join us. Again, we start on May 31st. 
We go for four days. There are replays. It's only $10. And if you know of other women who could benefit from this, I invite you to share this with them as well. So again, you can learn more and join us at programs-saravonstover.com forward slash immersion. That's programs-saravonstover.com forward slash immersion. I would love to see you there. And here's to living within ourselves and our world in ways where we deeply understand how to transform our enemies into some of our greatest friends and allies. Wouldn't that be amazing? A whole different paradigm of living. That's what we're doing together in the Inner Critic Cure. I'd love to see you there. And if not, I hope that there are things in today's conversation that make you think more deeply about this relationship within yourself and help to shine light, that light of awareness, that curative awareness to start to bring some more healing and consciousness to these dimensions of your being. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Herself Podcast. And thank you for taking the time to turn in and tend to yourself. This is a lifelong journey and every little step we take matters. Along the way, I'm right here walking beside you, sharing my own twists and turns and what I learned from them as we go. If you enjoyed what you heard today, I invite you to go deeper with me by enrolling in my free course, Seven Habits of Whole Women. Just head over to sarahavonstover.com, click on the link in the top right corner of the page, and the first day of this free seven-day mini course will be sent to you right away. Inside, you'll discover simple things you can do to experience your wholeness more often, starting right now. And if you haven't already, I invite you to hit subscribe on this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. If you enjoyed your time here, I'd also be very grateful if you could take a moment to rate and review this podcast. That way other women who might enjoy this can better find it too. Above all, keep going. I believe in you. And until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.